Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Tonaris podcast. As usual, I'm joined by my very good friend, Timmy Long. Hi, everyone. And this week we have Dan O'Leary from the Cork Life Centre. Another Nari. Another Nari. <laughs> I know, you're only from around the corner. Around the corner. Yeah, no, it's great. Thanks for coming to Short Street. No, great to be here, lads. No, it's fantastic. And um, I know who you are. Uh, you've been, uh, you were very good to me in my early days recovery, and we'll get to that. But for the people that don't know who you are, would you like to introduce yourself? Huh. Uh, where do I start? So, I, I, I'm originally from Ballyfeeham, but I'm living in uh, Fairhill Drive now. Um, 14 years ago, um, I had a very lucky experience. I accepted the position of director of Cork Life Centre. And the Life Centre is a is an education project for young people who are out of formal education. Uh, some people might term them early school leavers. It's not a term I like because that's to lay the blame on the young people when, you know, I believe young people can't fail the system, but the system fails the young people all the time and continues to do so. Um, and, and that's for, for lots of reasons. So I'm working in the Life Centre, um, 55 children at the moment. Saddest part of the job this year, 160 kids I had no places for. I have a fantastic staff, the majority of them volunteers, and, and I stay around the Life Centre. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the kids bring us in every day. They're just amazing. Uh, every one of them is just amazing in their own way, in their own right. They're all individuals, and, and it's just it's just fantastic. To get to where I was going to, I took a, a kind of a journey. Um, You're in right company, so. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I've listened to the podcast and, and, and with yourselves, and I, I, I could could definitely empathise where, where, where both of you were coming from, and slightly different, I suppose, in a way. Um, I spent a three-year holiday period in Leash. Not in the town itself, which is bad enough, but in the in in the big house there, um, as a Republican prisoner, um, and, and you know that 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 was something I've learned from, um, you know I I wouldn't change that, that's made me who I am. It's part of me, you know, um, I wouldn't be advising people to take that route by any means, but, but that's it, and it, it does take a time. And I suppose the other empathy I have for people is that. I did struggle to get work after coming out mm. uh, with my degree. Still didn't matter. Um, no, I was still involved politically at the time, so that probably had a big impact on it. Um, had and, you and got your degree me. before you went into politics? No, uh, I, I like yourself, James. I went back. Um, I, I did the Open University in in Portlaoise and in in, in in a couple of different subjects. I mean, I've always wanted to be a teacher. I, I'm just a teacher in the broadest sense of the term teacher mm. um, from the time I, I would have done my leaving cert. But there was 11 of us in my family. No way could I have afforded to go to, to university. So it, I went back as an adult. And, you know, for, for me, I, I, I'm a firm believer in lifelong learning. Um, and there's an opportunity for everyone to learn, you know, at their own pace and their own time. But it was a circuitous route. And, and you know, one I, I, I wouldn't change, as I say, with the three years inside. And I think... I, I got this from, from both Timmy and yourself as well in your podcast. You know, the people that suffer in that situation are your family. You know, uh, I, I mean, with me, I, I didn't really suffer inside. Okay, you're locked up for 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose they, they also, at the same time, they have a bit of a, a gratitude knowing where you were. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you know, for, for me, I suppose different for you, I, I was always politically involved and I ended up inside there. I, what brought me in there, actually, you're not convicting me, was a poster. <laughs> 
that I read my house for. And so, so, so I got, I got three, I got five years for a poster. The I rake all the shots, which they were selling, and I had an argument with Peter Barry at the time on 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 the the echo board. He said it was missing because I was standing in the elections, and I said no, we were sold out. It was one of our most popular posters, and. And on an Easter, on an Easter Saturday, I raided a house, took a load of stuff over my house, took the poster, came back within six months and said, right, off the Isn't property. there a bit of irony mm. that they've done it on an Easter weekend with the Republicans? Yeah, but, but the other irony of that was that they weren't looking for the posters, they were looking for Easter lilies. Go away. Yeah, that's what they were looking for in my house. Were they? Uh, were, yeah. were, were, but Easter lilies are illegal. Uh-huh. Easter lilies to sell them was illegal. It's a symbol of republicanism and IRA oh, because okay. of the Easter raisins, you know. So, the, so then they they found the posters. They didn't find the Easter lilies. Uh, to, they were running out of time to to charge me or anything, and so they brought me to special criminal court in Dublin. So they they, they arrived at my house one morning, put me into the back of a car, brought me to Bridewell, and then shifted me straight to Dublin. Um, the judge laughed at him and sent me home on my, my own reconnaissance. But then he went back and I got five years on the board of a That's deep, isn't it? It is. And, you know, it, it is, you know, it's it's over, it's done. You know, mm. it's, it's it's there and that's... But it is, and you use your time well? Well, I, well, <laughs> I did, you know, mm-hmm. in, in, in from from a way, you know, it's, it's, it's slightly different is that I knew lots of people when I went in there because it's a... It was a, a Republican wing, and, and and that's where it was at, um, and, and you know, it probably hardens your beliefs, you know. I, I suppose in a way, um, but but I'm, I'm back, you know. I then suffered a bout, uh, a bout of ill health, uh, lost part of my lung, um, uh, through emphysema, and the lungs, and I was out of politics then, and then I went to, looking for work, and and. You know, a place I should have known better, and and this kind of rings true because James will probably talk about it in a minute. But you know, when James came to me and he said, "Oh, someone that should have known better," and they refused me for the job because of this, and they offered me the job. I didn't go looking for the job, and they offered me the job, and they were approached by someone, and they then withdrew it. And to be honest, I was crestfallen. Um, but you get back up uh, uh, and you go on, and and then people that believed in me. Uh, one man in particular believed in me and I went working in St. Kevin's, which is a youth encounter project, working with kids in the afternoon. Uh, great kids, wild as anything, but, but fantastic, you know. I, I just, you know, the, the life and the vibrancy and, you know, everything they were tr- they've been true and so willing to give you so much. And we society gives them nothing, absolutely nothing. Um, so, so for me and then he pushed me and said look there's a job going above why don't you apply for it and I was like I'm happy where I am I was out been there three years I'm happy where I was but I took it on um, and, and I suppose I, I it was a I very nearly didn't take on the job because I was happy where I was and you know being happy you know job titles money t- t- makes no odds if you're happy at doing what you're doing uh, and I, I I've always worked like working with young people, I've been involved with you running new clubs. I've been involved with the Pearshigs running yeah, teams below the Pearshigs, and so it's fantastic to be around. They, they they give you life, you know. And and I I kind of like the ones that that act out a small bit because mm-hmm. um, they're the ones really need the the most the, the most attention and help. Really, they, done. they do. But but I I think for for me, you know, there's there's two types of kids, and you know that we're, we're dealing with that that fall through the cracks in our our, our systems whether it be education, whatever it might be. And there you have the, the, the kids that I'd say that act out. Uh, we can all see them. They're the ones climbing the wall. They're the ones that are breaking windows. They're the ones that are doing all that. And then you have the ones that act in. And they're the ones that are fading into the back room in the classroom, suffering with mental health, dealing with their trauma inwardly rather than expressing it that outwardly. W- that was the one the one thing that I found very surprising. Like when I went into the Life Centre, um, just to let people know, when I came into recovery, or when I started out in college in 2014, um, my last conviction was from 2014, even though the offence was a couple of years before that, I was looking for college placements with a f- conviction from only a few, a few weeks ago, really, and I couldn't go anywhere. Like, And I tried charities, um, youth organisations, I, c- I just couldn't get anybody to take a punt on me. And somebody said to me... Uh, 
you should ring Dan O'Leary down the life centre, he might give you a shot, you know. So I said, fuckers, I, and I went down, I met Dan, and, he, and um, I met you, and you says to me, do you know what, James, even though your conviction is from only a couple of months ago, I can tell by talking to you that you're not a risk, and you can start in the morning. And that was basically it. And along the way, you used to say to me, um, you're going to you're going to come up against people that are going to close doors in front of you. They're going to put obstacles in your way and remind you all the time of what, where you've been. But equally, you'll come up against people that will open doors for you. And it's about plugging away when you come up with disappointments, moving on and keep tipping away. And eventually you find your way. And it was a great piece of advice because along the way, I did get refused jobs and placements. But I got loads of opportunities as well by other people. So I want to thank you for that. But when I went into the life centre, I had a perception in my head that I was going into a room full of delinquents. And it wasn't <laughs> like that at all. There was one or two young fellas now, like what you're describing would be kind of hyper, let's just say that. Most of them then were quiet people. Most of them would have maybe awkward socially, maybe have anxiety. They just didn't do well in mainstream schools, big classrooms. But in an informal setting like the Life Centre, teaching one-to-one, non-hierarchical, they thrived and it's, it was amazing to see. Yeah, and I suppose, you see, you know, we, we were working under a model below the survey model, which basically has three tenants. Philosophy ignorance. In other words, James came to me that day looking for a, for a job. I know nothing about James's past. I can only judge what's there in front of me. Why am I looking back? Um, so, so you move on from there because, you know, it's a se- if you're going to work with anyone, you have to build a relationship with them, right? If you're going to be tainted by what people are saying about that, build it yourself. Leave your own mind and leave your own body, judge what's going on. And the second part, you know, of the one of the other pillars is uh, attentive listening adults are brilliant at hearing the noise so when the kids are making noise adults, they hear the noise and I remember the kids are saying they hear the noise and if you listen to kids if you really they'll tell you what's going on for them you know some of them you mightn't be it mightn't be verbally said to you but you'll see and they're very good at, at telling you what's going on and the third one then is 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 respectful intervention I can't force my way into anyone's life you know I, I might want to change someone's life I can't change anybody's life but, but what I can do is, when someone is showing the signs of change, get in there and prop that up and support it yeah. and drive through. I mean, everybody has a passion. With the kids below, they all have passions. Some of them are so destroyed by the system that their passion is buried way down deep. Some of them you'll see it straight away. Mm. I suppose again, in a bit of trust as well, isn't it, Dan? You know not initially trying to bait trust on the child but just slowly kind of easing your way into their life and just letting them know that you're there for them and in time that child will look do you know what he's actually all right and they'll kind of give you more of themselves you know, as they go along nine times out of ten kids are going to push you away right and why wouldn't you right so you're after going through this this system this education system i'm not blaming schools here i'm not down on schools but, you know, we talk about culture in this country. We can see the travellers of a culture, although some people will deny that. Yeah, um, We can see that there's loads. But we, we tend to look at that a kind of nationality, ethnicity. But, but families have different cultures. And you have to respect culture. Respect doesn't say agree with. Respect says you respect that these people are coming from a different place. When you go into schools, the school is a culture. Kid is coming from another one. Which culture is going to give? Yeah. And why should it have to give? And, and I suppose, for, for me below, it's about meeting the young person where they're at, looking at their issues. And and I'll guarantee you, like all the time, I, I have young fellas all the time below, or yet young, young girls who will push away, push away. Why would you bother building a relationship if the relationship is going to go south? That's what they've learned. So, so our job is to be there, stand there. Even when being pushed away, you stand. Mm-hmm. And you say, I'm here, grand. I'm not going anywhere, I'm still here. And I think that's how you build it. And you, it has to be non-judgmental. You know, if if you take it this way, right? You, you know, I have brothers and sisters, 11 brothers and sisters, and it's all right for me to say, oh, do you see, he's the greatest who ever lived. Sound, that's me saying it's my brother. If you say it or you say it, how am I going to react? 
Yeah, it's a big. Uh, that's a big difference there. It's a, it's, it's a massive difference, yeah. and we, we 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 forget that. And the other thing we forget is, for all of us, we were all teenagers. Teenagers' job in life is to kick at boundaries. And like, don't. There's no adult out there that hasn't kicked the boundaries. I think what we have to remember now is things have changed. You know, when I was growing up, what what young people used to do was go 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 getting. But you could go into a bar and you could drink inside in a bar under sixteen, right? That's going yeah. back to the seventies and eighties. You could do that. The only place, like I could name the pubs where you could where you could smell hash when you went into it. Look what kids have to deal with now. Mm-hmm. It's and 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 we've congregated that in areas. And you know, we do that sometimes. I think, you know, we 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 put trauma on top of trauma. So we we call. I again cannot stand this word. No area is disadvantaged. Mm. I we, never know. My area was disadvantaged until I went to UCC. Like yeah. we don't we don't talk like that up here. Do you know what I mean? No, and and you know people are traumatized and and people are 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 hard done by by the system in in certain areas of the city. But the problems are everywhere. Everywhere. The problems I'm, are everywhere. There's addiction everywhere. Mental health problems everywhere. Mental health knows no boundaries. I mean, mm. you know, I, I I I have said this before. I I work with kids from from working class areas I work for kids from middle class areas I work for kids from upper class areas I've had kids whose fathers are are, are are teachers whose mothers are teachers who have been solicitors I've also had people that are unemployed or the father is dead or the father is not there it, it, you know when when trauma hits a kid and you know that can come from lots of different areas that could be someone dying it could be bullying you know we have below the centre we we have people that are bullied and we've people that are bullied, and we've a huge diversity of kids below there. And I think that's what works. We have a huge diversity of young people that probably outside of the centre wouldn't mix. But yeah. kids are brilliant, and this is what I'm saying about kids. Kids, kids are brilliant at understanding. I'm here for my issues. You're here for your issues, and they get on. Yeah. And and you know, for me, that's that's the big thing. Seeing seeing the kids and kids below call the centre of community, um, and the staff. You know, not all my staff below are teacher trained teachers. Which is fantastic because they're bringing different views. So I, I have people from psychological background. I have people from law. I, I have people that, you know, I, I have a, <laughs> I have a guy below that that does the cooking in the kitchen. His degrees are in English and history, and I hope he doesn't. He, he will hear this, but he, he'll understand this as well. Unless he's put pots on top of an English or history book, he's never opened one below. <laughs> His passion is yeah. cooking. And, and, you know, if you're pa- people come in to me and say, well, what do I teach? And I say, well, what do you like? And they say, oh, that's what you teach. Yeah. Because if you're passionate about something, you know, I often hear, you know, the English teachers below, and they, they're doing plays, and one of them puts on the different voices for all the things. And the kids are sitting mesmerized inside, and they say afterwards, you know, what should I get at? He's enjoying himself so much that we sit there. And, and so it is engaging and you know it's engaging the kids and making kids feel like they belong what we do below is I, I think okay so for me we're not forcing kids to do leaving cert and junior cert that's what the kids want to do we're using the leaving cert and, and the junior cert to work on the socialisation to work on the other issues look what good is a kid having eight, eight H1s in the leaving cert if when they get that leaving cert, they're going back into their bedroom and they can't come out of it because they have social anxiety or because they have other mental health issues, I'd much prefer that they pass their leaving cert without any H1s. That was another uh, surprising thing I, I found out when I went there. Um, the emphasis is not on the grade. Like, if you do well in your grades, that's fantastic, but it's about your psycho- psychological and social development. And, and, and that's it. Like, there's no, as you said, and we we John Lonergan here a couple of months ago, and he says, is the child happy? Yes. Is the child healthy? Yes. You're winning. You're winning. Don't be worrying about anything else. Everything will straighten itself out. The child is happy and the child is healthy. That's it. But, you, but, but if you think about that, like if you, if you think about it, you know, okay now, so so if I, if I ask you, both of you from your experience, what do you want to relieve? And I know it's to be happy. Mm-hmm. You know, our money always plays a part. But the first thing you say is to be happy. And that's what I want for every child. I mean, it's it's useless having something. And I, I tried to say to him below, look, take your time and decide what you want to do. It doesn't matter what. Once you're happy, it actually doesn't matter. You know, you you, you get through life. I'd prefer to be happy and have very little yeah. than to be very wealthy 
and have nothing. And you and can find, be miserable. You can find your niche then as you get older, like ourselves. Do you think? Do you think practical based, uh, say, courses or classes like, say, for instance, woodwork, metalwork, art, even or home ec? Do you think they're they're courses that the kids like more than the academic stuff? Dan? Initially, because if you think about it, if you're, <laughs> we're dealing with kids that sometimes have been out out of education for two years. Right, two years. Imagine two years out of education, and they're coming back in. And, and like, if I'm going to give them maths and English and history, they're going to. They're that's, that's, I, I I'd run away myself from that, mm-hmm. right? As I I always slag about this, but I think the only one that likes maths are maths teachers. You know that yeah, that's my my so. personal <laughs> belief. But 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 when we offer them home economics, woodwork, art, we have a motorbike group. They go rowing. That's bringing them in. You know, you can do the rest. And if you can get the kid happy and 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 you know feeling safe and feel like they belong then they're going to take part and they, they, they'll find their own way they, you know they'll find their own level mm-hmm. and, and what's wrong you know foundation is level ordinary is level higher is level who cares if the kid is happy and they're they're going to get to where they need to be and that's that's our job is to support and to do that i think you know it's 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 take the pressure off you know the the Kids have enough pressure on them, and the kids we're working with have enough pressure on them, you know. Trauma, like in all its forms, whether it be addiction issues, we have kids with addiction issues below, you know. I, I, I spend time with my staff going up and down to Tashling and Kilkenny and stuff like that. Uh, and we go into court with kids, and we have kids in the juvenile justice system, and we have kids mental health system. and They're in all the different systems, right? But, but for me, you know, d- dealing... I get kind of odd about the addiction thing in a, in a way because... You know, and, and I know it's it's coming from a good place, but when you've the justice system telling kids they have to go to treatment, it's a waste of time. Mm. I went to treatment myself at the age of fifteen. Don't um, place Carol Lodge. Carol Lodge. It was Ahi old back then. Ahi old Carol Lodge. I, I know. I've been down there many times. <laughs> we were only teenagers at the time, so we really didn't know what was going on. We we were just there because we were all mad. We had mad lives, like every one of us. Um, and, and it's good from that, if you take yeah. it from that. But trying to tell a kid, you know, I, I sit with kids all the time alone because we have a drugs counselor as well. And I, and I suppose that there's a number of things I would say here. I, I don't want kids on drugs. I can see all the reasons why they shouldn't be on drugs. I can see that. The adults can see that. Kids don't see that. No. And so you're watching a kid maybe starting to spiral and, and they're trying to keep him safe. And, and that's the important thing to do is to keep him safe in that. Because if you send a kid, and this is my belief, if you send a kid, and I've seen her over the years, and you force them into treatment and they don't believe <laughs> they, they have an addiction issue, what are they going to do treatment for, right? Because if they don't believe they have a problem, then why are they going to work in it? Would you work on something that you don't believe you have a problem on? But I think for me, you know, it's to sit with the kid and, and, and talk, give them, give them an opportunity to talk it out. And when they're ready, then support them 100%. Because when, they're, when they see it themselves, then is your opportunity to do it. And I say, you know, you see kids going back. And it might not always work out, you know. You, you have kids going back and from your own podcast, you know, if you look at it, you, you went into treatment and came out and you weren't ready and you mm. came back out and you came back out. And, you came, and finally it stuck. And, you know, I, I, I think... You know, you want to be very careful pushing kids that way because I think it delays them reaching the point where they need to do it. I think it's a delaying thing for them. So if someone sends you, you don't want to go, you don't believe you have a problem, you go, you come back out, you're back in in two minutes later, for lots of reasons though. I mean, you're going back into your own area anyway. I mean, yeah. you, you come out, you have to be sick, clean for six weeks, 12 weeks, whatever the, week, the number of time it is. You come back out and you're back, what are you supposed to do? Duck all your friends, stay away from all your, your mates, not walk down your streets. Like, we're in a situation where there's drugs everywhere to be seen. Mm. You know, it's very, very, and, and that young, it's very difficult. And at that age, in the teenage years, like, your main priority is around your peers. Like, that's psychologically, like, you disregard what the family is saying to you. Like, you, as you know yourself, Dan, you could talk to a young person there for an hour, and they might look like they're soaking it in. But when they go to their pairs, that's gone. It's it's what the pairs think of them, and that interaction is what they. Two, two, two minutes later, but 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 <laughs> that's true of kids anyway. You know, I, you know, there, there there's lots of things in the systems. I think, you know, our systems have to be geared towards children. If you're if you're dealing with children, happy in, or our legal system has to be the justice system. I mean, we all know kids how kids brains develop, 
and and so even when we're inside and so someone does something today out of the way below and I, I, if I don't deal with it straight away it's usually just dealing with it tomorrow can't deal with it next week because they won't remember it's just gone like they, they don't think that way and we have a court system that ends up bringing kids into the court system every Friday or month after month and in the long run there's two things happen first of all the kid has forgotten what they're being in for in the first place the second thing is all their mates are telling them oh you're going to be in big trouble you're going down for a big time develops in the kid's head then that I'm going down for a big time. Let's go down. Yeah, and, and so they get into further. They accumulate stuff. I mean, you know, I, I listened. To, I listened mm-hmm. to Bori, like you were saying this in your podcast, and it's it's very easy to see. And, and I see for kids, you know, we've gone in. You know, no judgment. Where there's support. No, I don't want to see anyone. You know, you you said it. People get hurt. The kids don't know they're hurting anyone. You know, it's them lashing out at their own pain. I mean. The majority of kids that I see on, on drugs are, are, are medicating. They're self-medicating. And they're self-medicating on the pain that's that's developed in them. And that, that that can be many facets. It can be from family. It can be from bullying. It can be from loss. And we've given no no look at that. And, and here's the thing. Unless you deal with the root cause, what changes? Mm-hmm. You know? And then we have a thing about prison, which is, prison yeah. is a joke. Like, we in this country have never decided, you know, even for kids, what is prison about? It's, it's a punishment. It, it, because that's that's all that's happening there. You're we re- have a fascination re- with locking people away in this country, ah, then. Re- repetition. Refugees, children, women, men. For centuries, we've just locked people away. And, like, would you... I know, like, and we were talking about this before as well, like serious violent crimes is probably uh, probably right that that person is taken out of the society for a period of time until they're rehabilitated. But generally, children should not go to detention centres. Maybe restorative justice where they say, if I'm after robbing Timmy's car and I sit in front of Timmy and Timmy gets to tell me, you know, you robbed my car, but that, 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 was my, that was for my business. And then maybe that young person can understand the consequences to the actions. But when the young person doesn't feel the consequences and all they get is an adult telling them, you're bold, you're bold, it's, it's, that's all more of the same. And it's just, it just repeats well, the same well, behaviour. Well I, well, I always believe, you know, if you have a kid that, that's, that's lacking attention, positive attention, they'll, they'll seek that attention any way you can. So, you know, if all the attention you're getting over someone has been told you're bold, you're an idiot, you're whatever... And, and this has been said to kids all the time, which is horrible. Then that's what they're going to do because they, they want that human contact. They want to know that someone cares. And if, if if all they're getting is that, then they're going to look for it. And, and definitely, look, I'm I'm on the board of Oberstone. Um, and and I I don't believe you know that that children should be locked up. I think you know it's it, it should be at the very last possible things. Now you might say, why are you on the board of Oberstone? Then because I I believe that that. That's the system that's there. That then you need to ensure that that it's been done in a way that's that's human, that's empath- empathetic towards the kid, that understands what's going on. Mm. And and I think you know that has been the way with Oberstone. There's been massive changes there, and I, you know it's a compliment to them that they, they they managed to do that. But I still don't believe that because a child has all this trauma going on and they, they get involved in particularly drug taking, drug misuse, you know. Gyring, gyring is usually dangerous. Now, don't get me wrong, yeah. and I have to listen to it at night and tell me it plays a lot. But we need to find another way, and and I think you're right. I think restorative justice. We need to look at other ways and and bringing that into the mix, especially for kids. I mean, what are you telling a kid? You're sending him to to, to detention for for six months. You think well, therapy works for a child, a teenager? Well, we we offer counselling therapy below, and you know. I, the way I'd answer that to me is, is to say, you know, mm. not uh, not every adult will go and sit for counselling and therapy, and it will be the same for children. How, however, it's it's another way, and we should look at all ways. We should be, they should all be in the mix, you know. They, we should be offering kids every opportunity, mm. you know. It, we, I'm fed up of hearing people saying, oh, children are a future. You wouldn't think the way we treat them. And if you look at, even in the COVID, how, how, we, how we looked at, at children, they were victors. I mean, what a terrible thing to say to a child, you're a vector, mm. right? And and we blame them so easily, you know. The other thing about her is, growing up, and I, I'm older than the two of you, you know, I'd say, just so a bit, way older just, than the kids, just, just a, a small bit. <laughs> but 
I remember standing in street corners with gangs. Do you know, kids are always, always did that. Always congregated together. You know, would there be arguments between the south side and the north? Always. No, I'm not saying that's right. But but why are we, do we continually fall into the trap of saying, oh, this lot of kids are worse than the others? You know, I go into that centre below with some of the staff at half past six in the morning. We're getting ready to open and we're there. And I see kids coming up. They don't have to be until half past nine and they're there. And I look at them coming in the gate below. And if that was me, I'm not sure I'd be able to come in there. You know, our kids are amazing. Mm. This may be an alternative there. Like, well, as you're speaking there, I'm also thinking in my head. Say, for instance, right, we were we had a podcast there a few weeks ago. And we were told it costs over 300000 to keep a child in Auburstown for a year, right? Instead of putting that child into Auburstown for a year, right, why don't we spend that 300000 on that child and try to develop them a little bit more with therapy or something, whatever. I'm not a psychiatrist or so. Psych- a psychotherapist or anything like that but is there something else that you could put well well, well it needs to be looked at the systems need to be looked at you know you're talking about 300,000 for, for, for a child in Overstone probably more and that's true yeah. that's true for, for girls I think but the boys are less 250 I think my centre below for 55,000 gets off of the Department of Education 77,000 for one year for one year for how many kids 50 55 that's right. disgraceful. So, so, but, but my, my belief on this is that if you took that money and, and you, because even if you think about it, if you, if you think about a kid leave, a children leaving school and not finishing formal education, if you don't have a leaving cert now, right, you're going to spend, you might get back to education later on, but you're going to spend many years without a job or a very low paid job or on the dole. So the state is paying. My belief is if a family's in trouble, you're someone that finance to sort of families out. You know what? <laughs> why, why do it way down the line to punish why don't do it to fix or to help it's fix it's typical for, for the Irish government to be reactive all the time instead of being proactive imagine what you could do then with a half a million or a million like you could buy a bigger building you could bring in that, that waiting list that you had you could end the waiting list you could pay the, some of the volunteers a little ray you could like like you're on pittance really do you find it this happening or is it always like you've so much going on but then you've all this fund inside of it then well, well, we spend a lot of time but, but like we've had a lot of good supporters and you know we, we, we have made things happen and you see for me okay yeah the, the money would dishearten you right because for me it's a children's rights issue my children below there I'd say my children I think parents might have an argument there but my, <laughs> my children below there are, are entitled to the same as everyone else so they should be entitled to the same level of supports that others get but, but I can't think about that all the time because what I have to think about is, is the thing that, 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 that we do and we do well and what we do well is we work with kids and we make a difference with, with young people and they make a difference with us I mean you know, it's a two-way street. I, I, I believe this most sincerely, that it's a two-way street. Where all of us below in that centre are both learners and teachers. Because the kids have been through things that I've never been through in my life, that if I lived two lifetimes, I wouldn't go through it. And so, so I'm learning from them, and we all learn from them. And we have great crack. Mm. You know, it, it's it, it's my favourite thing in the morning is meeting the kids. And sitting, I might have to come 10 minutes later, but, but like, it's done, and it's... We do it, and it's just been, you know, I, every child that has come into the centre since I've been the director below there, and, and but my deputy director, you know, Rachel, yeah. like the staff below there are fantastic, and I get chance to play around with the kids then because they're all doing the teaching and everything, mm-hmm. so I'm just, I'm just walking around the place sunning myself. Um, but, but I think I gave my mobile phone, I've given my mobile phone to every young person that has entered into that centre, um, and we have some right characters now. And I've been called to guard stations. I've been called to the to, to court. I've been called to suicide attempts. I've been, in all the time, not one. Have I got a crank call or a messy call? And I just think that shows pure respect. Respect, yeah. This, this, this yeah. is these are the kids we're dealing with, you know. And sometimes below there, it can be very sad. And the, the sadness comes from the kids hearing their stories. But like I always say, all the kids want you to do is listen. Listen, hear it, uh, hold it with them for a while. 
don't hold yourself out that there's others there to, to do that but but hold it just be that ear be that person that's 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 going to be their support you know um there's a guy and i, I he'd be an interesting guy if you get in the podcast too maybe later on a guy called tony bates he's the founder of headstrong and jigsaw um and, and tony came up with this idea he's a good friend of ours john monaghan is as well did did the, the idea of one good adult mm. every child deserves one good adult in their lives and you know for me every adult deserves the opportunity to be that one good adult we all have that in us mm. uh, and i think for me that that's the thing that 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 i want the staff below i want the, the kids deserve that and you know you, you can be one good adult to a number of kids mm. and you can be there for them and you know you get so so much back and that's not why you do it mm. but, but believe me you do um I, I didn't get a job. I, I just got away life. That's what I got when I went yeah, to the I centre. remember my time down there, which was a couple of academic years. And um, I remember you know, when people are just starting out, they start off in the evening, in, at, between half to half four. They come in, a lot of them shy, low confidence, um, maybe attitude. But you'd see the growth in them over the weeks, wouldn't you? And then when you get onto the day programme, the full proper school uh, day and then after a few weeks a few months they're playing pool and they're engaging in the class and they're having the laugh and all of a sudden it's like that's that very uh, introverted boy that came in that was looking at the tiles all the time now his chest is out and his shoulders are back and it's just a beautiful thing it's about but, 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 but if you think about it you know if you feel a belonging whether within your in your family in your community, in your sports club, like that's that's massive. You know, you walk around as yeah. if you can own. The, you might have nothing, but you'll walk around as if you own the world. If that's taken from you, if you if you haven't got that, so it's about giving that and giving them a place to be safe, where they're trusted, where they're believed in, and where they're loved. And I think you know, I, I know, love is a kind of it's fun, but it is. I mean, I can honestly say that that I love all the kids below there. I, I love seeing them in. I I love their ability. I I, I love the passions that they show for things, uh, and I love the respect they show everyone. Isn't it great when you meet uh, one of the young people on the outside? I often meet them, and um, it's just that connection and that respect that, you know, because young people are very honest, and young people will see through facade very easily. They know, like, if you're not genuine. But when they suss out that you're genuine, even if you're maybe, um, even if you don't agree with them all the time, because you're not there to agree with them all the time, sometimes you're you have to be honest friend. with them. Exactly. But once you're consistent with that, they don't mind that then, do you know what I mean? You but can have a bit of crack with them as well. Exactly. But, but, exactly. but that's all any of us need is consistency. Yeah. So so I, I know each day what I'm going to get from you, and you, yeah. you know what you're going to get from me. The boundaries then. Uh, like. the, bon- the boundaries are there. And, you know, I, I, you're right. I had a lad call, no. And Ferris lad, he's been, he's been an adult prison, and he came out and he popped into me. And he said, "Donny, I'm looking to go and, and do something in college, and we're working below to see if we can." But, but it's fantastic to see people come back. You know, uh, it makes you feel older times because one of the lads I called back last week, it's he's was with me when he's fifteen. He's now twenty five, and he has two kids. You know, and it's just I'm kind of looking. Are are the girls bringing back their children to you? And and you know. It, but it's great, you know, because here's the thing. They're alive. And, you know, there's lots of kids aren't alive that, that went through that. And, and for me, that means everything. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, you know, if you, if, you've if you had, can... You've had young people that passed away then? We, we've lost young people through suicide. I mean, yeah, uh, re- really difficult. We, we, we have kids that have suicidal tendencies. We have kids that, that self-harm. Um and it's that's really difficult. How do you deal with that trauma then? Dan? Well, I, I suppose you know you look for you look for super, supervision. I suppose is, is important to me, and I, I have a fantastic staff that we can talk to below. There, you know that you know my, my deputy and and my administrator, and we'll sit down and talk it through. I think for I'm always worried that the impact that has on on kids, mm. um, you know, they're with them, and I, I always say to the kids, you know. It's okay to be. It's okay to cry, you know. Tears are okay on the life center. You know, if if I if I'm sad, if something happens, 
Yeah, Tim's grand. Um, and it's okay, especially for young lads. Um, yeah, I think to do though. Yeah. I couldn't cry as, well, as a teenager. Well, I couldn't so, even show so much. And, 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 and it can be really difficult, but I think mm-hmm. I think when you don't see that around you, and, and you know, I, I think there's also this thing about guys with men anyway in Ireland that, mm. you know, oh, don't cry, that's the only women cry. Mm. It's it's rubbish, you know, and, and I think we need to teach our young people that when you're sad, what are you going to do? You can't keep the sadness inside you. I mean, it's probably one of the biggest things that, that causes anger is... What what we do and what what children do if they're not able to cry, is they take all the sadness and all the bitterness and everything else that's coming at them, they push it way down deep inside. Where's it going to go? To? Mm-hmm. There's only one way that's coming out, and that's coming out as anger. And and I think you know if if we try and deal with that and to show how it is, and you're you role model, show it how to be emotionally. And you do have to sit and talk, and you know it's, it's it, it is difficult, and and losing anyone is is absolutely horrendous, um, in that. But you know it, it's it's kind of part of the work. Yeah, I, I don't ever want to do it. I mean, I don't like visiting jails. I don't like visiting addiction centres, but I'm not. I'm visiting kids. I'm visiting people that matter. Um, and, and, and what you're showing them as well is, is that they matter, which is you're their healthy adult, that important adult in their life, and your staff. And that goes a long, long way. Because as you were speaking about it, there ago, I was looking back when when I was a teenager and we had a community centre in, in Hollyhill, and I can I, I can visualise my healthy adult there. He was one of the community workers there. His name's Tony Reardon. Hope he doesn't mind older me mentioning his name, but he was very, very good with me. He helped me so much because there was an awful lot going on at the time, at home and and outside, and I was trying to fit into a pair group and stuff. And that man, I look back and all my life, and I look and I look at his input. He's just kind of just a few words here, and he actually even got me a job, you know, with his brother as a as a, a, a chef, a commie chef. No, he didn't last. <laughs> I didn't like being. I didn't like being. You know, getting fucked and <laughs> out of it inside the kitchen because chefs, you know, how chefs are. And you know, I, I, I go back to something yeah. that, you know, James was saying while ago, and, and it's my own life, it's my, my own experience as well, you know, about uh, being in jail and, and, you know, when do you clean the slate? I mean, and, and I, I, I'd say to, I, I would say to employers, if they're listening, that, you know, you're losing out big time. I mean, I've had, I've had two drugs counsellors in the centre since I opened, and both of them have had to come through the process of being addicts. And I can guarantee you that both of them, why they're successful below us, they know. Mm. The kids know. And the kids respect. Not respect that fact that they're were, were, were drug takers, but the fact that they've come through that. Mm. It's role modelling again. It's healthy role modelling, but it's counsellors and counsellors with experience. And, and I think for me, you know, not everyone, but I think everyone that comes out of prison deserves an opportunity. If you don't give people an opportunity, and that's kids, it's 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 adults, if you don't give them an opportunity, what are they going to become? How how do they abandon? How do they become better? And because you know, I I I see it there sometimes where. Whereby someone sees themselves outside of society. If you see yourself as not being part of society, and if you see yourself as someone that society doesn't want, what are you going to do? What, what, what are your alternatives? Your alternatives is just a rampage against society. Well, that's the thing. Like when when I was a teenager, or late teens, and we were involved in drug use, alcohol, antisocial behaviour, um, criminal damage, stuff like that. There was no consequences because we never felt part of the mainstream. We never felt any of that was there for us. We felt like we were excluded. Now, obviously, like you said earlier on, a young person doesn't be thinking like this. We're just acting. But as I got all learned, learned, and then looking back, I began to realise that we actually never felt part of anything outside of Holly Hill and Atnaini. And we never felt part of UCC or the city or... You know, and so we were able to damage all that type of property with with no cons- with no uh, conscience be- about it. Be- because it didn't impact on you. No. And, and and like I know people out there know it's just probably listening to this and oh, 
Uh, no, I'm not. I, I, I mean, I, I would prefer kids weren't involved in criminal activity. I don't want them to be involved in, in drugs. The reasons that they are need to be examined, though, because no one's going to tell me that <laughs> you hear this all the time, that children are born bad, that families are bad. That's mm-hmm. not true. Uh, and I think what happens if you start stigmatizing people, th- then you're only leading one way. They, 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 they have no way back. You have to give people hope. You know, for for me, you know, it, it's it's hope, respect, give them services and empathy, yeah. give them what they need, yeah, well, give well, communities yeah. what they need to help the young people. You know, that's that's an alternative life. It, it is, and and you know, if you build if you build houses, look, not Nahini is up here how many years. There's been great community spirit here. It's the same in Farnley. It's the same in Grand. It's the same in It's the same in Toker. But it takes years to get anything going, you know. It, it, it you know, where where the centres, Knocknahini is what now? How many years? Forty years. Eighty one. Eighty one. So so it's forty years. Yeah. Where's the big community centre? Where where's the community centre that can hold uh, young people in it? Like the housing mm. the housing estate was built and there was nothing there. Mm. Now putting stuff, and I'm glad that that people and, and and the community has been fantastic, and the community has done an awful lot for themselves, and the agencies have moved in now. But when you, if you if you're building houses, put the infrastructure in first. You know, don't it's don't, not don't react. You saying we'll go reactive. Don't react. It's like the in Talker at the moment, and I know a lot of people in Talker was a grand spot, but there was one big huge green area there that was to be a great spot for the kids. It's now stacked with houses and duplex, and I know like we need to house people, of course. But I don't see any youth clubs in there or community centres, you know. So you have existing services now with a huge, another huge population on top of them. And you know, the other thing is, is don't stigmatise areas because what, what what happens in areas, you know, areas settle. So, so when the kids are growing up, it's it's ground until they get to ten, and then when they get to ten, people say, "Oh, look at them!" They're... When they get to twenty one, <laughs> the place quietens down again. Yeah. But but like. Don't stigmatize areas because because of children, and don't stigmatize children because of that. You know, no child child is born bad. I'm a firm believer of that. If things go wrong, then we as a society are at fault. Mm. You know, we, we as a society need to need to own up to our own responsibility and all this. You know, we we see a, a family struggling, we see kids struggling. <laughs> don't knock. Do something. You know, one of the things about COVID, I suppose, was, was and, and it, it'll probably disappear as quick as it comes on now again, you know, is that community started to come back together. So, you know, this idea that, it, it, you know, when, when I was growing up, going to my, either to my two grandmother's houses, one of them was on the south side, one of them on the north side, you'd walk up into either of them, and not, the keys of all the neighbours were in the door, if you went up day or night. Yeah. Now, if you were missing... The neighbours will come and check on you. Yeah. We, 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 we don't do that now. We, we kind of, it's become very individualistic. Mm. Uh, and if we become individualist like that, then we're, we're kids that, that, that run into problems and families that run into problems. We need to be supporting them. Uh, it leads to a better, it, it'll, lead, it'll lead to less outlay and money and it'll lead to better outcomes. I think uh, it's hard to mobilise a community these days because of that individualistic nature of uh, material, consumer society like our own. Also then stuff like dial a doll cheat. And only of Radcliffe's kind of, the neighbours then is kind of looking, everybody's looking over their shoulder. So then you lose that, you're, you're out for yourself. Then it's very hard to have some community activism in an environment like that. Well, 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 the system we live, probably a kill for this one, but the system we live under Right, looks for that. So, so we always blame the lowest down, and there always has to be someone lower than you. Mm. So, so that's why we have travellers down near the bottom because some the the, the people that have nothing, uh, uh, the settled people that have nothing, need to have someone to look down. So, travellers are down there. Then you have the, the migration. Mm. You know, the, the number of migrants coming to this country is very small. You know, when you consider how many migrants left, all but blaming for everything. I know, but, uh, but blame tra- travellers for robbing. I'm living near near. I think there must be seven or eight traveller families living down there. Never had any problems. Never. Um, I've had traveller kids in the centre below. Never. But they they are victimised. Um, mm. You know, like if you take percentage of population, travellers tend to end up in, in thing. Why? 
you know, there, 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 there's reason why, you know, there's systematic racism going on in, in, in the country. And and that's at the lower level. And then as you move up, there's all these structures that, 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 that impact on people as well. So you have a, a working class poor. You always need a working class poor. There always needs to be someone below someone else in this. Yeah. We're all human beings. Yeah. You know, we're the empathy for our fellow human. Uh, and whether that be a migrant or whether it's someone living in... in, in designated disadvantaged areas because that's what it is is someone is designated disadvantaged area we're all human um i i'm proud to live in a working class estate i'm really proud i they're fantastic neighbors um fantastic people if i don't buy lottery tickets but but if i won the lottery in the morning i wouldn't move i'm i'm happy you know and i think you know we get across we if we can get across the kids you know do things that make you happy I'd say if you won the lottery, you'd put a mansion in Poppins Field. I'd put a pool up <laughs> your back as well. Well, yeah. I'd put a swimming pool up I, your I think, back. I know, I, think, I think what I'd probably do is build another life centre. <laughs> yeah. There you go. But, uh, and, and, yeah. And, and that positive note, we're going to have to call it a day because we're running out of time. Yeah. Um, if any of your young people ever want to experience their own media, we'd be happy to take them up for a few weeks and train them in, in the production. Uh, cameras and sound if they're into YouTube and stuff like that. Um, bring them up and, and we'd be happy to host uh, them even, even if myself and James can go down and have a chat with them someday yeah. we, 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 that, like that's, that's that. a definite I, I'll yeah, definitely yeah. take you up on that you'll be, be taking up on board even Grand Hall there we do the players we could do a live podcast and take questions from the floor we could do all that socially distance so we'll, we'll keep in contact, we'll keep in contact. and I look forward to it mm. so thanks again for coming up to thanks, meet Dan. us appreciate it and um, thanks lad, you, you become a you know for, for me you know what you're doing here shows what 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 young people can, people can become, and you're role modelling for young people in this this area, right across the city, not just this area. Um, so so I'm I'm going to say well done to you. I think it's it's just a fantastic achievement, uh, and thanks for having me on. You're Thank more than welcome, and thanks for your kind words, and thanks to everybody at home for watching again. Um, and we'll see you next week. Slant, slant, bye. 